On this episode of Telenor Talk Now, we humbly apologize to our listeners for the poor audio quality. We kindly ask that you adjust the audio of your device accordingly for your listening pleasure. Thank you. Molvangali Neil Tatufatanwanga Oli Telenor Talk Now, Mato Tifat Maliatu, Una Oli Tulanga Oli Liola Titi Osivang on Nefatanwanga. If to Nailiolam Senior or if a former yai, a tone with money no I love for five time. Welcome to another Talanoa Talk Now podcast, hosted and brought to you by the American Samoa Alliance Against Domestic and Sexual Violence. Fatal Fatu say si fuline yo tato fatalanoanga ole talanoa talk now. Umfayon awinatu ele mau America Samoa etete eatu isa wanga fatalotoi fali masa wanga fatfil swa inga. Once again, everyone, to another Telenor Talk Now podcast brought to you by your American Samoa Alliance Against Domestic and Sexual Violence. Today we have with us Tapumana Yangalu Satele, who was part of a bill that became, um, that has now become law, um, one of the laws that we have here in American Samoa. Talofa Tapumana, yeah, and thank you for joining us. Yeah, Malo Lava, so for Monguia, yeah, Eliana Leole, Tufa Talofa to Malole. So thank you for having me. It's a, it's a, it's an honor to be here. It's an honor for us to have you here. We realize you're such a busy person um, these days. And but with no further ado, let's get right to it. So recently we had a webinar on stalking, and Tapumanaya was part of the webinar, and there was some interesting information that was that had surfaced at that webinar. So stalking. Um, is criminalized in American Samoa under code annotated 46.3525. Please share with us your involvement in um, in stalking being criminalized here within the territory. Get on this so that I can, uh, you know, kind of listen in and see what's going on and what the deal was because I I was was part of it. You know, we were working on um, on the plastic ban. Uh, plastic bag ban on um, you know for American Samoa, mm-hmm. and then we're also working on uh, a few of the other uh, stuff that was going on. But um, then then an issue came up uh, with uh, Tafuna High School, and uh, we were asked uh, to meet. So when we came to meet, we were talking about some of the cases that they had there, and it was brought to our attention that there were some. Um, cases of some young girls from the school who were um, uh, being picked up by, you know, or followed by um, taxi drivers, bus drivers, and um, older men um, offering rides um, or offering, um, you know, gifts or whatnot or how you want to put that. And uh, they were concerned because there were some complaints of, girls coming home late or, or whatnot. So we looked into it and uh, then we talked about it and, and, and saw that there was no, there was no, nothing to address the issue. There was no law to address the issue. Um, so we discussed with, um, uh, I, I'm, I'm trying to recall if it was Mitzi or we had, we had talked to um, I, I don't think she was. She was. She was one of the lawyers at the attorney general's office at the time, um, and so we had talked about how we can help um, to put something in place. And so we took a look at um, you know what's out there, and we you know came up with uh, we need to have a stalking law. Um, and you know when we talk about stalking, um, people here don't realize how what they're doing the actions that they're doing can be you know um considered stalking and and so uh when we we discussed it and we put it together and said look um one of the harder parts is going to be trying to interpret you know how how this law is going to be written and then how it's going to be understood because in every law that we put there's going to be a the english version and then there's going to be the psalm one version um, 
so because of those cases of a few girls that were were um, involved in in issues concerning this um uh we we got it written up um we got a few other fabulists to join us and uh you know we introduced it and uh got it passed and uh then it became law at that time there was a case shortly after that the law that went into uh, effect um actually brought this person to to court and then um was able to charge this person with um the activity involved mm -hmm. in it so the term stalking um that's more commonly used to describe um specific kinds of behavior directed at a particular person right so yeah. can you share what stalking looks like within our community um like you had said trying to interpret the law so that our people can understand uh who are these stalkers and you know like they're would you be able to share their you know the demographics of of a stalker, the psychological and behavior <coughs> profile. So, oh, oh, like I said before, one of the, the 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 things that we had to concentrate on was the definition, because in Samoan, you know, there's there's no word that pertains specifically to stalking, mm. but an action. You know, in Samoan, you know, we when we interpret, we can't interpret with a word, but we interpret with a action that was done. Yeah. So for for a lot of the, the people who are um, involved in this, one of the things that they uh, uh, that they were were having to describe was yeah, masano le upule o le vane le pa iole o le alfa fonga. Yeah, o le upule o le mataitu. Po o le le upule o le moitolo. Po le upule o le tu paipa. You know, to chichia tu tu samale fa ngaino o upe fa tatawa ngaile fa malo sitene. But, yeah, but toso tene. I think the word that we use, upule na fa ngail tonor pili. An unallowed following in someone without their permission, um, causing discomfort or causing uh, you know uh, this person to to have a a a fear um, of harm. It's almost like other other issues uh, of such nature, such as rape, or they always say that usually the perpetrators are people that know the victim. Um, they, they, they're familiar with the person. Um, they may know them, which caused the person or the victim to fall uh, as a prey because they know the perpetrator. You know, so So sometimes one of the issues uh, was a taxi driver would see a, a girl and then say, hey, you know, do you need a ride? And then the girl in her innocence, because she knows the face or she's familiar with the person mm -hmm. from their village or, you know, or someone they've seen before, um, accepts. And instead of going home, the person driving, you know, says, eh, kake ke i, or kao i, you know, and end up uh, in a place where, you know, um, the, the um, violation you know, is, is it happens. So, it's just a regular person, you know, but has, you know, um, 
sometimes they they equa if a pair yeah langa safa swaba you know or if a pair what you know what pao sofia le le ti apolo or you know or what levana yayo langona or or stuff like that the unfortunate part of that is all the feelings that the perpetrator has yeah is is unacceptable to the victim oh so you know long long story short um usually stalkers are normal looking people who don't show such a behavior that makes the victim comfortable and then ends up in a uh, violation of you know the the individual mm. <clears throat> so many of these stalkers are, are practically like acquaintances huh? yeah people yeah. that we know yeah. of um, um friends of the family friends of mm -hmm. parents right yeah um, and you know how we are um Many of us, even though we're not related, we still call other people, like the young ones still call other people their uncles and aunties, even if they're not blood-related, right? Right. And so it can become that uncle or that auntie, right? Right, um, right. Most um, definitely. Mm -hmm. It's interesting how you're saying, um, how you're talking about, like, uh, these taxi drivers, the bus drivers, right? Mm -hmm. And how they pick up girls mm -hmm. or, or victims uh, along mm -hmm. the the road. Mm -hmm. Because I think many of them that are, um, many of these cases end up becoming cases of sexual um, offense and right. not stalking. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, it seems like it starts off as stalking. You know, because it seems like the victims are always being sexually violated, mm. and then it ex ends up in a case of sexual assault. Ah, right, sexual right. Offense. So, oh, now if I saw my nisi or upunangana, ah, lo fa ngai na tato be fa fa soai fa mtalai nai fa mamlai nai matato tau tatalai foi ah ifa tatau ili ili upa Britannia le o lewa yelda. That's which is exactly what stalking is uh. right um right. we need to we need to get used to using these terms uh so right. you're saying um from that that's what i recall i i you know i'd have to confirm but that's what we i do remember that being a real issue in our discussions yes. because we wanted to make sure that the definition was as close to what stalking is um, and not into the realms of other laws uh, and violations such as sexual abuse yes. because stalking is doesn't necessarily always end up in sexual you know abuse yes. you know um, sometimes stalking is just a threat of someone you know just trying to show um you know dominance over another person but it makes the other person uncomfortable, uncomfortable. yeah so a good percentage of of it does end up in some kind of um sexual misconduct or or some sort of so when we discuss the term that was the term that i can recall most uh defined what stalking was and so basically you're 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 following someone and they didn't allow that because it made them uncomfortable is stalking a new phenomenon here and you know i mean in the territory since we've only had the law for about what 10 plus years now how common well, is it here in in the territory well we'll, we'll live on a tupun miller stalking Okay. Because 
Because stocking sa sa reportia ah so e pay for le mose fatsa tsa inga pay on mele what to pune temine what telen tato fa longo yai ah mose fatsa tsa inga ah pay on mele le incest just just as an example um ele se me fo what leva na tupu me fa pea i honor to langa ole ole so to la fono le ole masia sio le inga Pole Polmasia Sultanata Natupu, Yai, near on a leilas a reporti. I'll tell me nay. Ah, what what telling I far long way lay a little to a town fearly. Ah, what 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 a matana reporti, a matana loca tangata or fear to la fonola. If a penafilan mess a yela stocking, you know, or pen of a yato, opusa sa fasoa yale, tom finger pity there, or the toss of tene. Ole 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 por farmalos chene ia tu paypa ole ole you know o moitono o opuma ia o o o winga ia safai ah ole 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 angal tanga ta safai ai le ima oti le le pole atonul chul chulafono pawar me na chelen tu putanga ta ia ia na fiala tau ia the sexual misconducts ah you know and and that's why when it became Evident that the the actual uh, violation started as a stalking, um, mm. uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? Issue. Is it me not tamun mudia ailese na na mawon me foile lele masanin tato falong me fak mapu mapu yal tama ang ailtene ah yeah sa varifortene na fakpena ah fakpena yeah umala yah Tamu mulia lain tau fayat wajar sesau sesau ah sesau ya ada orang macam saya okay fe fe sesau sesau ngar kakalangua so that's that's the the action that began the the issue of we need some type of a law that was going to address that because that's what it starts out out and a lot of these girls a majority of the time um, were lured into from a stalking, uh, you know, uh, issue, and then eventually became a sexual misconduct issue. It's sort of funny, but it was kind of like the mindset. Uh, when we were doing this, one of the senators had come up on the when we were in the chamber, a senator came up and, and had heard that we were discussing the stocking. Mm. I, I saw this and told my soul, you know, as a joke, but, um, you know, it tells us the, the mindset. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, it sounded humorous, yeah. but at the same time, it goes to show that the mindset mm-hmm. was not focused on this being a violation of someone's, you know, mm-hmm. uh, comfort zone or, or whatnot. To me, mm-hmm. Can you please explain the following in simple terms? Because even I had a hard time trying to figure this out. Um, I believe it's B, it's, um, is it section D? Is that what they say when they quote the law? Um, Stalking is a class B misdemeanor unless the offense was committed when there is a temporary restraining order or an injunction or both or any other court order in effect prohibiting the conduct by the offender. Then it is a class A misdemeanor. You know, that's one of the most difficult parts of when we were trying to put together the law itself, mm-hmm. because stalking um, is basically just following someone and making them uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's that's when it's a, a, a class B misdemeanor. Mm-hmm. The minute they stalk, but were given a, a restraining order or an injunction or, or a court order that prevented them from being in contact with the, the victim. Mm-hmm. Then, then it then moves to 
a higher level, uh, you know, a class A, right? Um, and that was the the issue we were having because stalking basically did not become like a felony or you yeah. know or some because it was basically the act of following someone and uh, uh, purposely engaging in in a, a, a conduct towards another person that made them uncomfortable or caused them fear until they move into another section of that mm -hmm. um, then it becomes another part of the law and that that part was connected through the sexual offense or connected through um, the higher level uh, uh, class A misdemeanor because they were told not to not to be in contact with the individual. Okay, um, so so let me ask you this then: If it does become, if if you go from class B misdemeanor to class A misdemeanor, does it now become criminal? Like, is it now considered a criminal law? Well, it, it, misdemeanor itself is still the lower class of the of the uh, offense. Oh. Okay. So they may they may be required to have um, you know counseling, or they may be required to have um, you know uh, maybe a couple of days in jail or whatnot. But it's not really as defined as if they moved into a assault part of it, mm -hmm. which would then move into a felony. You know, but as a misdemeanor, it's mainly the court saying, look, you know, you're not allowed to do this. Uh, you know, they can give you a fine or, you know, a weekend in jail or something like that. But um, I, I don't I don't recall exactly um, what the actual uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, result of the class B or class A misdemeanor, but I do know that it's basically not as a criminal issue when you go to a felony. Uh, okay. So when it's a misdemeanor, it's basically saying the law is telling you that if you, you know, if you go beyond this, you know, you're going to get into criminal activity, uh, which is going to require a lot of jail time or a big fine. When you commit stalking, um, just seeing someone and they start following them, it's different than compared to you were told not to be in contact with this person and not to contact them or when that person turns around and sees you following them you know and causing them fear you know that that violates the the um, court order so whenever the court order is issued you know that's the difference between you know uh, a class b and a class a mm, okay so how is that stalking law being implemented you would report it you would give them the name you would tell them what they're doing and um, they will apply the law based on that. Um, but, you know, a lot of times it's going to be your word versus the stalker's word. So a lot of times we tell people, you know, um, when we were doing an orientation of this in the house, um, you know, we're, we're saying that um, a victim needs to have concrete proof, you know, so maybe you might, you know, record or you might, you know, take a video or or you might have witnesses, um, you know, those are things that are important in getting a, um, you know, uh, someone uh, charged with that. But, um, you know, it, it's never a good idea to, to approach the stalker and tell them, you know, hey, stop stalking me. You know, um, it's always advised that the best thing is just to report it and give your, you know, account plus any witnesses that you have. And, and the reason why you are, you know, uh, a lot of people, you know, but it's when they report it that then the police then will say, well, you know, but if people knew, I think there would probably be more reports, you know, right now, you know, there's a lot of young girls who, don't know mm. you know and then when you see and read the stories in someone news about they're ending up in you know being a sexual assault it actually had started prior you know because as you read the stories sometimes i read the stories and they'll say yeah well you know he always does that when he comes over to our house you know mm. he always and i always feel coming i always tell him stop you know mm. but it was never reported until it became an actual you know sexual assault but yeah 
prior to that, they could have probably got this person, you know, with stalking. Yeah, yeah. And so my next question um, kind of comes around to that is like, what can stalking escalate to? Um, and we know, like you had mentioned, um, there's like sexual violence, right? Right. Um, what else? What else is there that stalking can? What other behaviors or results that stalking <coughs> in results that stalking can escalate to? Well, a lot of time when people when people look at stalking, you know, the idea that comes to mind is, you know, a sexual assault, and the, that's the result or the end result that they they allude to, but. Not necessarily does it become a because stalking was not meant to be a sexual assault, um, you know, law. It was meant to prevent someone from causing another person, you know, to be uncomfortable. But it also prevented people from being predators, you know. Um, so sometimes it ends up in in a fight, you know, uh, you know, a physical fight um, that's not sexual related you know it's just a physical fight um sometimes it ends up in a um uh, you know uh uh what do you call it uh, <clears throat> a false accusation you know someone gets you know they they you know the girl allowed it all the way up until she didn't want it anymore you know mm -hmm. type mm -hmm. type issue you know um those were all things we had to discuss and things that we had to put into perspective when we thought about how it would affect a victim and then how it would affect the, you know, the accused. Um, you know, if you look at the law itself, it's very specific in terms of what, you know, stalking is. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's going to tell you that, you know, it's, it's basically engaging in a conduct that makes another person uncomfortable another person fearful of uh, you know their health or their safety um, and uh, you know it also can cause a person mental distress yeah. um, you know um, it can it can just be you know making someone uncomfortable in the environment that they're in that's they went to because they wanted to be you know to be in a peaceful environment but so for example if you're you know, you see someone and they're they're having a barbecue someplace, and then you know you you don't you you start following these people to wherever they go, and you're you're causing them discomfort by, you know, stalking can be interpreted as just causing these people you know discomfort by trying to trying to get them to engage in some kind of a you know uh, altercation, but you know we want to make sure that um, whatever the case is. You know that people understand there is a law that prevents you from following a person you know without their permission that causes them to be uncomfortable mm. do you believe that stalking can probably escalate to i i, I heard you mention mental health what about uh, mm. um suicide is that um uh, most definitely you know most definitely you know some girls um you know and it could be not just the victim can be the stalker itself, you know, because someone may be so so enamored with another person, you know, or, or so engaged with another person, and then when the person rejects them, you know, um, then then they they have that withdrawal that causes them to be depressed, causes them to you know have mental um, you know issues that then puts them in a not the victim anymore uh, i mean not the perpetrator anymore but then they become the victim because you know um of the rejection itself you know but mm -hmm. you know i i think for for when when we went into this we were mainly just looking at you know preventing these um and it wasn't just it wasn't just male related you know um, stalking also had applied at that time to some female, you know, uh, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, perpetrators. And, you know, we wanted to make sure that um, it was understood that the reason why we needed this specific law in place was so that we have the, the put the, the law enforcement people, you know, at a, a position where they can charge somebody with, um, you know, uh, a violation of another person's rights or another person's privacy or another person's comfort zone. 
do you believe uh, that stalking is easy to commit um, but difficult to define and prosecute in part because um, people vary in their judgments of how acceptable various intrusive behaviors are? What are some misperceptions that we as Samoans hold about stalking behavior? Um, or does our culture, um, do our cultural values and practices have an, have an influence on our perceptions of stalking? I, I think it does in certain ways. Um, one, you know, like the emotional distress of an individual is taken lightly sometimes in, in, in our culture because, you know, you know, or sometimes if you come to someone says, you know, that's why I think, you know, the youth of today have a harder time dealing with, you know, uh, uh, certain issues because they are not listened to and taken seriously or having you know a, a, a concern for their emotional feelings that's why we say you know the mental distress is is taken lightly among the the, the Samoan culture because we're we're such a male dominant type culture that you're expected to be a macho person or you're not expected to be weak or you're not you know and so because of that you don't want to say that you're you're affected or you don't want to say that that caused you, you know, uh, and, and especially like when you see some of the other issues that are happening to some girls and they try to talk to their mom or talk to their dad and they're brushed off or they're they're told so, yeah, you know, or or they're not believed, you know, so uh, I, I think, um, you know, there is some sort of a not necessarily an accepted cultural um, but it's it's taken lightly at times where people then try to brush it off but what's what's most important now is that it's becoming something where people said it's not it's not wrong to report it it's not wrong to say what you're feeling you know it's not wrong um it, it, you know because it's an uncle or because it's not it's not um right you know it's not right i don't care if it's you know you know the brother or the cousin or the uncle or whatever and then you said, eh, you know, uncle, you know, or brother, or, you know, um, or, or, or something of that nature causes, you know, the, 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 the victim to just hold in their, you know, mm -hmm. their emotions or their feelings about certain stuff. When they're victim blaming and telling the victim, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Then the victim becomes the, the, the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it's like the victim's fault. Uh, right, the, the victim's fault. Right. The victim blame. So what do you see, what do you see as some of the challenges or barriers in eliminating stalking here in the territory? Well, it's just like anything else. And the reason why it's hard to address um, sexual misconduct, you know, it's, it's, it's getting people to understand that it needs to be talked about. You know, podcasts such as this, you know, discussions, panel discussions, you know, we need to be able to be more open-minded to understand that the discussions allows other people to to not fear, you know, being able to express themselves. You know, um, uh, psychologists never really had a job here in American Samoa because nobody wanted to talk about it. But now, you know, more so, we, 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 need, it, we need people to talk to, you know. And if you see that in schools or whatnot, you know, we don't have counselors that are trained in how to address, you know, these type of issues that are happening in the schools. We need we need more discussion. We need we need more openness, um, and 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 allowing people to understand that it's okay to talk about it. It's okay. When when we were doing the STDs and uh, and AIDS, um, you know, one of the hard things was going in and talking to. So we 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 had to address it through the um, you know, the, the, the religion side of it, so that the counseling, the advising comes from the, the spiritual advisor, the spiritual father, you know, or, or the spiritual leaders. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily have to always be that way. You know, it can be a discussion such as like in, in our religion, you know, I'm, I'm LDS, I'm Mormon. So we have family evenings on Mondays and we have family counseling Sundays 
So these issues can be discussed and in and 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 I feel that that's where it actually should begin is within the home. Cool. You know, yeah, it should be in the home where the kids are comfortable to talk to their parents. Mm -hmm. You know, there are kids who don't want to talk to their parents. Sometimes my my daughter, you know, um, would come to me instead of her mom because of certain things, or she'll go to her mom instead of me because of certain things. But I think it's important that they 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 have confidence that whoever they talk to within the home. Um, you know, it should be able to address, you know, the, the issue, not from the standpoint of, you know, causing them to be the victim blame, but causing them to understand that it's okay to talk about it. It's okay to understand it. And sometimes it doesn't necessarily have to be a talk just because until it happens, it can be just a talk, you know, to just for understanding for educational purposes for knowing that this is something you need to watch out for. This is something that will happen if you do this. It prevents your kids from falling into being victims or falling into being perpetrators. You know, just just open discussion. And and I that's why I appreciate this podcast because, you know, I, I think a lot of times people just don't know, you know. And and if they knew, maybe they would understand that, hey, there is such a thing. So, you know, if they know that, then maybe it might prevent someone from doing it yeah. or maybe it might allow someone to report it, you know. Mm. So um, I think that's that's what I think would be the challenge is to get more people to to openly talk about these issues that are not comfort issues for our mm. us uh, to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. Um you're also talking about creating these safe spaces, allowing, you know, right. for them to speak. What are the impacts that stalking has on us as a community? As more and more of these issues are being reported, more and more is coming out in the news. I think it, it, it brings a lot more awareness of our people to understand that, um, you know, there are these issues. There are these violations of people's comfort zones and and these are things that um brings a lot of awareness to the community um through um like i said uh, uh in order for people to know there has to be discussions in order for people to understand there has to be orientations or there has to be ways where we can get like like i i look at the um you know the way we approach things if i take a look at um for example, drugs, you know, um, <clears throat> when I was at the Department of Youth and Women, one of the things that I've always believed in, in working with our youth is that we can't plan activities for them and then expect them to come if they don't, if that's not what they want. In order for us to know, we have to, we have to ask, ask them, you know, when you talk about drugs, you can't have a concert and then say, hey, you know, stop doing drugs and whatnot and then expect all, you know, and you have an open forum where you're trying to expect the, the people who are doing drugs who are affected or, or, or have been infected with drugs to come. You know, that there's there's a difference between that and talking about, you know, other issues that don't require a more personal setting. Mm -hmm. You know, um, uh, uh, you have to have <clears throat> the opportunity for people with um, going through um, these type of things to have a personal setting where they're in a comfort zone. I was involved in um, uh, the guidance counselors at one time where we created a program where we had peer-to-peer -peer counseling. And um, we wanted to make sure that kids who were going through issues, and this was also because of suicide. And we wanted kids to be able to know that they can go to a peer counselor rather than a regular counselor. You know, and just and so the peer counselor, they were trained to recognize, you know, the behavior or recognize the issue and then refer to the proper channels that would allow help to be given to this person and uh, this student, you know. Um, so the same, I think, goes with um, what we try to do with 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 any any law or any, you know, people just have to be made aware. You know, you look at you go to the states and one of the one of the, the, the annoying things is all the all the big old signs that we start seeing, you know, 
across the island too <clears throat> you know start seeing these billboards and all this stuff going on mm -hmm. but in essence it, it's also brought a lot of awareness that's not normally easy to discuss because it's you know like opad is trying to say hey if your kid has an issue um and they're not being serviced you know they need an iep to identify what their you know their issues are um we offer advocacy on 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 their behalf well we have to get out there and do that we have to get out there and and make people understand that there is a a a place where they can go to get help with this law with stalking um in the community people have to know that stalking is a violation stalking is a law and they can get help from it and the only way they can get help from it is if they understand what it is so how can we hold stalkers accountable for their behavior the the only way we can get this to be out there just like anything else is well people have got to be able to understand they can report it people have got to understand there is a law people have got to understand that when they do they will be prosecuted um just like with our handicapped parking you know it's a it's a law you can't park in a reserve parking if you don't have a placard and then you are not a person with a disability that can, but they will still park there you know and they will still park there until someone gives them a ticket and you know for a long time we we continue to try and push and push and push and push but once we started ticketing people then all of a sudden you know it's becoming more uh hey i would pack in you know i think one of the most difficult thing is really we need to to just allow people to understand what our laws are allow people to understand especially advocate groups you know like alliance having to to get out there and talk to people about domestic and sexual violence you know and because of these podcasts because of those those webinars because those are the things that bring a lot of awareness some people like myself i saw it it interested me and i jumped on it because i wanted to know a lot of people take for granted these opportunities you know and they see it but they don't you know get involved with it so how do we get it to a more public forum you know is it our job as advocates to get out there and put it more on a public forum well some 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 things are good to be on a public forum and then some things are not you know um just depending on on what you're trying to address but that's the biggest challenge we have there my friend is trying to make people understand that there is a law um you will be charged with it um it is something that you may not you may not take seriously mm -hmm. but um you know but there is a law that is in effect if you do violate it do you think there has been any impacts of the pandemic um or covid on recent stalking behaviors or stalking cases um it's hard to tell you know it's hard to tell um i think what's most hard to tell is because we don't have data that that would support um you know how the impact of covid is on it but um i'm pretty sure that there may be um you know um but to answer that quite honestly i i don't know yeah. i don't know how how the impact might be i it might be too early to know or or because there's no reports of it but <clears throat> i'm pretty sure that <clears throat> if we take a look at uh you know the bigger picture um uh there may be there may be some cases that but it's just not being reported you know what can we do as a people a culture a nation to reduce the risk of being stalked ole ole tangata o solitulafono e elevano ele mala mala mai ele solitulafono and so telo taimi ele olo tangata le lona you know lona melafai e a fiele tulafono um awareness like i said before um it's basically being able to to discuss and talk about and reporting these things these violations um understanding what it is or tell out time or lay law for your tangata a lashila fear for your to tell out tangata to la for no 
ulo tutupu ai peona e saunua foi ile ile tatum tafai doi male tatu tam fainale ole vatul fe au ole mawa wa wa noe fa tala noa itu langa fa pia ya mese lava la le tu langa le atatu fa alungo atu ole ole anga sesilia va inga tele on tatu pe tauti alum pe alufia itatu ole tu langa le atatu fa alungo atu Olai wofa asua mai sangata ai lai tatu fa alungo atu ele osa ole le le fa upunga po ole fa tala noa ino mta upu fa pia ole ava noa na tatu fa sa oai ah fa sa oai fo ele le fa pia le ai pe ai mese lava pia tatu fa alungo atu tatu ainga tu langa fa pia but going back um we've come to the conclusion of today's podcast. Uh, with Deputy Director Tapuma Nayangalusa Tele from the Office of from the Office for Protection and Advocacy for the Disabled here in the um, the territory of American Samoa. We hope that you've enjoyed this podcast, listening to this um, all this information about stalking and the stalking law here in American Samoa. For more information about today's podcast or about stalking, please connect with the Alliance at 684-699-0272 and we can refer you to Deputy Director Tapu Manayangalusatele, who will be happy to talk more, discuss more on the stalking law here in American Samoa. I'm Judy Matautia, soy for. Thank you for joining us and hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast hosted and brought to you by the American Samoa Alliance Against Domestic and Sexual Violence. For more information, please call 684-699-0272 or send an email to asadsv at gmail.com. Visit us on our website at www.asalliance.co or visit our Facebook page at American Samoa Alliance Against Domestic and Sexual Violence. Faftailo awai mai ma atonu sa faamliaina lo faafonganga ile nei faatalanoanga uam faion awinatu ele mawo Amerika Samoa ete atu sa wanga faloto ifale masa wanga faafeuswa inga. Monisi faamtalanga faamalmole vala au telefoni o no valufa o no ivaiva o lua fitulua pe imeli mai foi ile asadsv at gmail.com pe asiasi mai lunga leo penga tifa ilangi ile www.asalliance.co po le itu lau al Facebook ole American Samoa Alliance Against Domestic and Sexual Violence faftai